Mark Savvy here, and I'm really excited to talk about Oppenheimer with my good friend, Freddy. This movie, we give a 90 out of 100 on the Savvy Meter. Let's get right into it. I'm joined to talk about this epic historical biopic by Freddy. How are you doing, Freddy? I'm good. Just saw Oppenheimer. Yeah. Less than an hour ago. Yeah. Had an awesome time. Do you know what I was thinking? It would be so funny. Like, imagine people stay for the whole credits, and then all of a sudden, it's like Oppenheimer will return in the scientists. Or Einstein will return. <laughs> in a solo project. What did you think of it? I loved it. I didn't expect there was no trailers. I guess that's maybe a 70 mil thing when you go see a 70 mil IMAX. I got screwed by that. I'm so used to there being 15 minutes of previews. I feel like we've been in that specific theater because we live in the area. We There's saw only it, trailers, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But in that specific one, the 70 mil IMAX. And I don't remember us having this problem. I don't think I've been aware of 70 mil IMAX before it was made. That's Marketed true. as important for this movie. Yeah, same. So I don't know. But anyway, the movie wasted no time. It hit the ground running right yeah. from the get-go, which yeah. was awesome. I mean, I, I've been reading up on curious it, about research. this historical, yeah. the circumstances around this event and this man. So it was really cool to see, especially, um, I always forget, it, it's Killian Murphy, right? Killian, did he do him justice? He basically did like a spot-on impression of him the entire movie. Nice. It was crazy. If you watch Oppenheimer's interviews, he sounds like him. The mannerisms were... Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, knocked it right out of the park. That's, that's good to hear. Now, I want to ask you a question. Okay. What do you think the budget is for this movie? If you had to guess. Oh, I have no idea. It would be okay. a uh, couple hundred million. So the budget is 100 million. Mm -hmm. And now what do you think the box office was up until this point? Uh, okay. So you get regular screenings, you get IMAX, and then you get 70 mil IMAX. Those are like three different price ranges, right? Yeah. I think it definitely made a massive profit already. What, yeah. 300 million? $590 million. So to reiterate for all our listeners, Oppenheimer, a historical biopic three hours long, made $590 million, and somehow it only had a $100 million profit, or box office, or budget. Oh my God, budget. Well, what I know is Jeez, that that's some crazy. members of the cast, Christopher Nolan, also brings his name to this, which is yeah. which adds a lot of value. But I I think I remember hearing that Robert Downey Jr. and other members of the cast took a they didn't they didn't um push for their regular pays because they want to all do it. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people want to work with him. So that's sometimes Did you hear happens. what Matt Damon said? Oh, he took a massive pay cut too, I think. But did you hear a story? No. So Matt Damon uh plays the sergeant in the film. Uh, Matt Damon said in, a, in an interview that he promised his wife he would go on a break. Oh, but there this. is one condition to the break that he will take up a, a role if Christopher Nolan is directing. If he asks. Yeah, yeah. if he asks. Yeah. Which he obviously did. Yeah. Because he's so worked funny. with him on Interstellar only before. Have they? Is Matt Damon Interstellar? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. He's yeah, like the. He's on that dead ice planet and he hijacks the ship and. Tries to sabotage the mission. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say, do we need to give people like a spoiler alert here? Because it, for Oppenheimer? Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll say tune out if you haven't 
seen it yet. But at the end of the day, you know basically what happens. Yeah. But I don't want to ruin for you either. Well, I know that I've seen interviews with Christopher Nolan and he avoids spoilers as well, which is kind of a funny thing to do because it's... A historical biopic. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. I think the certain... Um, I think the... The way he goes about the this, film, people can be surprised by. Well, also there's there's how he handles the character, how he hand like w- what story he decides to tell. Yeah. Cuz it's it's history, so not only are there different sides to history. Yeah. Uh but you have the, the way that you want to handle the man himself Oppenheimer. So maybe he's just being precious about that or maybe he's just trying to build some prestige around the film. Who knows. I think he cares enough about this topic to have felt strongly about certain ways he decided to do the film. Like maybe, uh, yeah. I don't know what he would have protected. So in uh, terms of spoilers, you mean, I mean, what do you want to do here? Do you want to, yeah, let's just tell people now, if you haven't seen it yet, stop here, come back when you have seen the film and let's just get right into it. Cause there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. yeah. There's plenty to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Let's there's... start off with who stood out to you the most. Outside of the main character, Oppenheimer, which of all these side characters, because it's a massive cast, who do you think impressed you the most or who are you drawn to the most? Oh. I can start if you don't know. I think, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Okay, such a strong Strauss, performance. Yeah. And I, that may be a spoiler alert thing right there. Well, we already told people to tune out at this point, so we can get right into spoilers. Yeah, but yeah. revealing him as sort of the villain of the story, yeah. having orchestrated this turning on Oppenheimer for the public by putting an investigation into him and his pitching it as anti-American communist views when really it was a personal data against him for embarrassing him and assuming that he said something to Einstein to to make him lose respect for him. Which just showed his arrogance in the first place. You really think that they were talking about you and it was all about you. Yeah. And when you find out what they were talking about at the end, it puts into perspective like how small he was really being. Well, that part of the history I don't didn't know much about. I know that there was a maybe that was a vessel. Maybe there's a real people for sure, but maybe that that was the best vessel to show the conversation uh of what to do with nuclear weapons once they've been created. It showed this sort of achievement and glory of scientists in that era. But also, a lot of guilt for anyone involved, especially Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah, he didn't drop the bomb, but he did. He did put all these efforts into creating it. And yeah. once he saw the images from Hiroshima and Nagasaki, that really knocked him out. And they never showed yeah. that to us. I've seen those images. I've been I've to Hiroshima, too, yeah. and I've been to the museum. And that scene and the scene of the crowd like going nuts while he was kind of losing his that mind. That was crazy cool. Right? I When I saw it for the first time, honestly, I was like, almost in tears. I couldn't believe it. This movie's a hard watch. It's heavy and it's got some serious themes. And it's not just like a historical biopic. It's a warning mm-hmm. about where we're going with our future. And to be in the scene of that and to see all these images, I didn't even think about it was crazy. And then now seeing the film go through all those elements, I think it's an important film for people. What did you think of the timeline? Like how he handled the different timelines? Did you think he did a good job? Did you feel like it was coherent and organized? Because yeah. I found it to be a little bit, what's the word I'm looking for? Disorienting at times. I didn't have a hard time with it. 
But I think that's because I had a previous interest in this. So For years, you said before, right? Yeah. yeah. And Best. the Manhattan Project and the Trinity Test and Oppenheimer's legacy is one thing, but the conversation around what to do in this new nuclear age is a different conversation that they had in, in the movie. So anyway, I, yeah. I like that it was split into these two eras, or probably four eras. Yeah. Fourth was touched on briefly. You had him as a student struggling to find his way in the world, and then you had him becoming a professor, bringing uh, quantum mechanics, was it? But that was all one progressive timeline. And then right, they had the, what do you even call it? Like it wasn't a court. It, it was uh, It was meant to not be a, it wasn't a court. What was it? It was like a. Uh, it's like a committee. An, invest, to, an investigation. There's three timelines, basically. One, Schrodinger Oppenheimer from start to finish. Mm. The other was Strauss's. There's some committee to decide if you could join. What was he trying to join? Like the. He was trying to be on, uh, in, have a cabinet position in the yeah. White House. So there was that. And then there was the court case slash not court case where Oppenheimer didn't get a security clearance. They put them in a little dingy room. Yeah. And that was because Oppenheimer's security clearance was up for review. He already had a Q clearance. And it was basically, it was a, a BS as they worded it at Kangaroo Court. And he was never going to get through. So you have three main timelines and then some short ones in between all of this. Yeah, you get, but they distinguished it with black Color, and white yeah. for, let's call it present day. And then you, you can tell his age by his hair. They did a really good job of de-aging them with makeup. And most of the period of time that we see is between black and white, present, and everything that happened in Los Alamos. And then you get a brief glimpse of him getting his medal in the future when Einstein warns yeah. him that was going to be something that would come, that everyone would pat him on the back and say, hey, no hard feelings, but not doing it for his sake, but for their own sake to feel better. Because they put him, they tarred and feathered him in public, even though he basically, like they said, he was the modern Prometheus who gave fire to humanity. But to end off, I just want to say that last scene that he sits there with Einstein where basically he goes to Einstein, they have a chat and he says to Einstein, do you remember when I came to you with that piece of paper and I was wondering if I would start a chain reaction that would destroy the world? Mm -hmm. Well, I believe I did. End of the movie. Yeah. Great it's way just to haunting. Yeah. Three, two, one. You are listening to another nuclear episode of Savvy Geeks. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.